Hello, this is Michael Prasad with Church Brand Guide. Today we're going to be taking a look at a great story of church growth that is taking place in Central California. It's a, a church that went from 102 people at the beginning of the year in January and saw growth take place throughout the year to where at the end of the year they had 360 people at their Christmas service. They went from a budget starting the year at $380,000 and by the end of the year, they had collected in donations $1.1 million of, of just donations throughout the year. It's a great story. Pastor John Dunn is the pastor of the church. He's on with us to actually talk us and walk us through how this happened at Legacy Church. He came into the church with a fresh vision from, from the outside, taking over from the previous pastor who had built the church for over 40 years years in Central California. Pastor John came in and he had a, a just a fresh vision and the church leadership decided that this was something they needed, that, that they really wanted for the church, for the community. Uh, they were in a place of just decline. The church was, was still had a good amount of families there, but it was basically the same people every week, week after week, month after month, year after year. And they knew they needed some fresh leadership that can bring people that uh, are in the community into the church that, that really need what they have. So they reached out and they found Pastor John. And uh, he brought in this fresh vision of creating a church that can reach all three generations. Not only would the older people there that, that were there enjoy the church, but they would be able to invite and bring their, their kids and their grandkids to come to the church and every generation would just love being part of the church that was the vision that pastor john had so he actually renamed the church and uh, again that's a big process if you've ever um been a part of that or you know, thought about doing that you know that that's a big people have attachments it's, it's a hard process so he reached out to church brand guide and i was able to work with him and his team come up with a brand strategy that brought everybody together uh, it wasn't giving them anything. It was basically just learning who they were and then being able to put together the right strategy. And the way we do this is we look at the target audience. Who are you trying to reach? Who's your ideal uh, prospect? And, and I know I'm using some business terms and from a spiritual perspective, that sounds a little bit odd. But, you know, from spiritually, everybody's welcome and anybody and everybody that wants to come to the church is absolutely welcome to the church. But from a branding and a marketing standpoint, we just need to know who's the ideal prospect, who's the ideal person that when they come to the church, they look around, they experience that, that, first, that first experience in the lobby, they go to the service, uh, they, they take their kids or whatever they end up doing after that uh, to the kids' areas. Um, or they go get some coffee, whatever that looks like. We, we take a snapshot of who that person is that says, wow, I love this. Like this is made just for me. I've been looking for this all my life. We describe that person and then we, we begin to design a brand. So a brand are the visuals. It's the language we use. Uh, it's it's our, our uh, website. It's the Facebook ads. It's all those things. And we put it together towards that one person. And, and that, that focus that we have allows us to be very attractive, not only to that person that we're trying to reach, a type of person. A lot of times it's a mindset. So the mindset for Pastor John was a, a person that really wants to worship with their family. Like they want their parents 
to be able to worship with them and their kids to be able to work worship with them. So we were targeting parents, uh, people that had kids that were you know younger kids, 18 and under. We were also targeting you know being able to help them attract their their parents to come worship all together in one place. Uh, so it's anyway, a great great story of how uh, Pastor John has been able to take a lot of this and run with it for the last year. Uh, we're checking back with him. Uh, basically, this is a, this is almost two years later when we started the process. He's had a full year in 2021 to implement, and the growth, again, has been just amazing. I shared some of those numbers earlier. If you're a church leader that is looking to implement a fresh vision, and you need some help doing that, I, w- I would love to help you. That That's my passion. I love the local church. I love that I get to do design and graphics and uh, websites and all of those different things. God has given me just a great ability to do these things and to put them together to serve the local church, to ultimately help you grow. That's really the bottom line. That's that's what I want to help you do. See, see more people coming, see more revenue coming in, more people volunteering to be in leadership or just to help you serve the community that you're in. That's the goal. That's my passion. Um, and we've seen uh, uh, hundreds of churches go through this process, the, the Church Brain Guide process, and see some amazing results, just like we're talking about today with Pastor John. So go to churchbrainguide.com, schedule a time to talk with me. Let me learn a little bit more about who you are, your church, your vision, and put together a package that would work for you. And I like to be very just helpful as much as I can. Like, I'll just add as much value as I can. I think if we just have a conversation, you'll get some great value out of it. Um, even if you don't decide to go with us uh, for any services. And, and just to let you know too, like branding is, it can be a, an, a pretty good chunk of, a, of an investment. If you think about it, you might have to replace a sign outside or um, maybe put some, a sign on the building or maybe create a new website or create some videos or some other things. So it's a big process. It might cost you, and, and just to help you, if you're thinking about this process, it might cost uh, upwards of $25,000 to go through and do a, a lot of this stuff. Uh, I have packages that, that we can walk through as much or as little as you, as you need based on your budget and where you are. But be, be ready to spend about 10000 or so, 12, 12, maybe ten twelve thousand 12000 or so to really go through and do everything that needs to be done uh, to, to completely shift the church in a, in a different direction where people buy into it, uh, where leadership is excited about it, and uh, you begin to see the growth that we're talking about here today. So be ready for that. And, and then if, if you need something that, you know, maybe you're smaller, smaller budget, that type of thing. Let, again, let's just have a conversation. I can, I can tell you about some things that we can do for a fraction of the cost and, and just get you going in the right direction. But for today, let's jump into this, this, uh, this story of Pastor John and Legacy Church. All right. I am here with John Dunn. He is the pastor of Legacy Church out in Central California. Hey, John, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate being here. Yeah, John and I uh, met each other probably a couple of years ago now, right before the pandemic hit. <laughs> right, yeah. And then we went through the whole pandemic season uh, together. We're working through a rebranding process. But hey, John, why don't you tell me a little bit about your background and uh, what church you're with right now? Sure. Um, as I've told you before, my wife and I met at Oral Roberts University so that we graduated around 2001. And uh, from there, we basically, uh, I wouldn't say that we went straight into full-time ministry, but we were bivocational for a while and um, had certain seasons as as most people do of in and out of being on staff. So <clears throat> for the early years, we were primarily worship pastors and 
through 2018, that was our primary role. Uh, towards the end, we were doing marriage ministry and different things like that as associate pastors, but always, you know, over the media and worship um, departments where whatever churches we were at, we served in Topeka, Kansas and Dallas, Texas, and then in uh, Seattle, Washington. So quite a different <laughs> culture, um, diverse cultures in, in all these different churches. So we had some great experiences there. And um and love the people still that we got to minister to. But uh, God brought us here. We always knew that we wanted to uh, lead pastor. And so God just opened a door here through a series of very unlikely events and connections. And uh, I got a text from a friend of mine um, who I'd been having coffee with, our kids carpooled to school and whatnot from Seattle. And he had moved away to do another ministry opportunity. And he knew that we were looking to transition. So he gave me a call. And really, honestly, we, we my wife and I were kind of plan B because they were reaching out to him to come take this church. And so he said, hey, bro, I, I can't do this. Uh, uh, I think this will be perfect for you guys, though. And he texted me. I said, where's it at? And he said, Visalia, California. And I was like, bro, that's, this is not for me. I mean, I didn't text him that, but I was just like, Visalia, California. I've never even heard of this place. Why would I want to move to California from Seattle? Um, just, <clears throat> you know, we were expecting to move back to the Midwest. You know, Michael, you grew up in Kansas City. I grew up in Topeka, Kansas. So we're obviously my wife and I were more comfortable back in that area, Oklahoma, Texas, Kansas area. And so that was our plan, you know, but God has other ideas. So through a series of God-sized, pretty, pretty God-sized miracles, we ended up in Visalia, California, and we are loving it. So um, we pastor a church here called Legacy Church. Yeah, and you went through a, um, you, so you, you're a new pastor in a new city uh, yeah. with, you know, a new, new church. Well, new to you, but it's been around. The church has actually been around for a long time. So that's right, got a little right. bit of challenges. Uh, can you talk us through kind of how that worked out for you to come in? Sure. Um, so I don't want to get too too much in the weeds, but uh, at church, the pastors had been here for 42 years before we came in. So they had started back in 19, whatever that was, 76, somewhere in that range, 78, 76. And so um, they were retiring, the pastor had um parkinson's i believe it was and so he wasn't doing what he had been in ill health for quite a while probably four or five years and they'd had a rotation of speakers for the last three years or something like that every sunday and so they decided they were going to look for somebody and what the the leadership team came up with is that they needed to come up with somebody probably from the outside uh because up to that point, it had been kind of a family church, and they recognized that it was kind of unintentionally exclusive. So everybody, in one way or another, there are very few people that weren't related to each other in some way or another, whether distant or, or close or whatever. And so it was a good, good people, good family church, but um, it had kind of become unintentionally exclusive, like I said before. So they brought... They, they looked at us and there were certain things that we decided that had to be done here before we would come. We, we knew that God wanted us here, um, but there were certain things that the board of trustees was going to have to do as far as the bylaws goes and different things like that, because they were pretty ancient as far as the bylaws go. Uh, one of the things being that they still voted on the pastor every three years. So, and for those of you who've been in church for a while, that's an old 
assembly of God um, bylaw that has been around for a while. So anyway, that had to change in certain other things. So it, we, we called it a Christmas miracle because that was the time period when it was from December to January when this was being voted on by the church and congregation. And so God, God worked it all out and we got here to Visalia. And um, like I said, we love it here. The people are great and we're experiencing some amazing things that we've never experienced before. So you came to the church and uh, you actually went through a rebranding process. And in fact, you, you changed the name from, I actually want you to walk through some of that. Like sure. you had a fresh vision for what you wanted to do. You came in, how did, how did, what did that look like to implement that? Yeah, again, a name change. How'd you walk through all that? Sure. So we had, and uh, I met your old pastor at a Bethel conference, Pastor Clint from what's oh, a life mission in Kansas City, and That's he right. recommended you to us. And so I got in touch with you. And um, this was a longer process because we had planned to roll this out in the spring of 2020 around Easter. And everybody knows what happened <laughs> this February, March of 2020. We had this little thing called the pandemic or COVID, whatever you want to call it. And uh, like many other churches, we went online only for about three months and Easter was in uh, a process in that. So we postponed the name change and uh, ended up actually doing it in the fall of 2020 um, when we, we, we came back in services around in the mid-June of that year. Um, but we decided that, um, you know, like you said, a fresh vision. Um, there were some logistical things along with that too. The, the former name of the church was Calvary Worship Center. And there are, there are all up and down the coast in California, there are Calvary chapels everywhere. And even one, even one in our city. And there were two or three others in the area named Calvary, whether it was Calvary Baptist, a Calvary Church, whatever it was, there were two or three other, three or four others in the area named Calvary. So um, I decided logistically we need to uh, separate ourselves so that we you know, we have a unique name and just distinguish ourselves from other other churches in the area. But also um, going along with the, the way the church had gone before, uh, we decided on Legacy Church because um, our, our vision is that um, three generations can worship together in the same building. So Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and that we can all learn from each other, where you have the wisdom of Abraham and you have the passion of Jacob and you have, you know, Isaac in the middle. Um, doing a lot of the work and, and resourcing and, and different things like that. So uh, I've been, you know, when I was in college, there was this church there that I went to from time to time that was from September through May, man, it was packed. And then June through August, there was, it was like, nobody was there because it was a college church. It was <laughs> just young people. So then December, the month of December, nobody was there either. So, you know, I, and, and, nothing against that whatsoever. I just want, I wanted to be a place where I can worship with my grandkids and they can be fulfilled. I can be fulfilled and um, go from there. So uh, I, that, that was our vision. And so we came up with Legacy Church. We worked through a process with you, Michael, on really coming up with our direction and uh, purpose, mission, all of that stuff. And all the questions you asked were great and helped, helped us really to hone in on what that was on our trajectory. And so we, you know, we came up with the, uh, the tagline encounter God live for more because of all that, all that process. And that's really, we have that right when you walk in the church is a big header and everybody sees encounter God live for more. 
So that and that's what we try to do. Yeah, the process was great. We uh, we brought several people in from your team. Uh, you were very strategic. You picked some people that had you know been there for a while. Some uh, some fairly new people. You know, you were involved, and your wife were have heavily involved. You, and Michelle. Uh, so we went through this process and had some great conversations. And uh, out of that came some language, some some uh, uh, clarity on even like color schemes. And I, I know there was somebody yeah. on your team. I forgot who exactly they were, but they're very talented and artistic. And we right. collaborated on, hey, what does this kind of look like? And and then I was able to come in and bring some perspective with some design elements and. Uh, it was a really neat process. And I also got the opportunity to come out uh, on your launch and yeah. uh, see uh, the, the people and a lot of these things implemented. Uh, we created some banners and flags and signs and different things in the actual facility, uh, the, a new website online, some other things that we did. And uh, it was amazing to see all of it. Uh, even, even more amazing to me, just from an outsider coming in, I, I heard you guys talking about this place. And then I got to walk into it and actually meet the people. Right. And it was, it was, there was a, I guess there was a connection. Everything you said is what I felt like, that's it. Like the whole encounter God, like those are just words. But when, when you step into that environment, that's what you feel like mm -hmm. you feel like it's an active experience with God. And, um, and then you, you challenge, you challenge people to live for more and help them to step up. So uh, just from my experience, I, I just loved it. I love the alignment. We talked about it and then I came in and experienced it. And, you know, that's the hope, like as, as you build a brand, you know, that's the hope that you want for, uh, for people. So what's your vision for where you're headed? Can you, can you tell us a little bit about what's been happening with Legacy Church and, and, and where you're headed? Yeah. Uh, 2021, uh, honestly, uh, really blew us away um, with uh, I, and I don't even have I don't really have the words for it because it's something that, you know, you hear about on, you, you know, you go to conferences and you hear uh, growth stories and different things like that. And uh, you're like, well, that's them and not not us. Well, it kind of was us this past year. Uh, we started um, our first Sunday last year uh, in what 2021. We had 102 people. This Sunday, this past Sunday, the first Sunday of this year, we had 278. Wow! So in Christmas, our Christmas service, we were at 360. Wow! Yeah. So um, I I don't know what how to explain it. Um, like when we say encounter God. Um, what we try to do, and if what, and from what I've seen it, when I've visited different churches, if and this is my encouragement to other pastors, if you can um, really let the first part of the service, most churches go with the you know praise and worship and whatnot, and a lot of churches you know pre-plan how that's going to look and and all that. Um, my encouragement would be to uh, do your planning, but let if you can let, let God take over or invite him to take over in that part, whether or not we, I, I do my best. I, I try never to cut that part short and say, God, what are you doing in, in this praise and worship? Because God wants to speak to his people and he can do that uh, oftentimes better by himself <laughs> into hearts than he can through me preaching a message. So 
so we tried at that first part of the service, we really want to encounter God. And that's, that's our whole goal. Um, because if we don't encounter God, then really, what are we doing at church? <laughs> we're there for, we're there for him. So anyway, that's what we've tried to do. And I haven't, um, one of the things we did is we didn't hold any punches when it comes to talking about politics, um, that, and that really seemed to reverberate with some people in the area. Um, we, we don't shy away from hard issues. Um, we haven't, uh, as we haven't gone to two services yet because I, I want to let the Holy Spirit move and I don't want to have to cut off anything. Um, we might, we may have to do that in the future. Uh, right now we're under, under a building in a building project. We haven't broken ground yet, but we're just waiting on the County to approve our building permit. And then we're going to expand our sanctuary and get another 200 seats from that. And then we have another plan for another children's ministry center right after that. So, um, along and along with that, we've just been blown away by the, the finances this year. Um, we had, excuse me, our budget this year was 380,000 in, in 2021. And, uh, our last, um, financial report we went over, um, last Sunday, uh, three days ago, um, we brought in about between 1.1 and 1.2 million. Wow. So, we have already 600,000 plus to start on this building expansion. Um, not, and we haven't done any capital campaign or anything like that. So um, God is, God is just moving. And I, I give all the credit to him because I'm not doing anything necessarily special, except that I'm trying to be willing and available to just do what he wants to do. Uh, this past Sunday, I, I brought up this, uh, this old book and just recommended that people read it again, if they already had or, or for the first time, but I have it and I just happen to have it right here, but this is God Chasers by Tommy Tenney. And it was written in 1998. And I know it's what, 23 years old now, but it's still, I'm, I'm through the third chapter and it's still like, you know, piercing my heart again. So um, I recommended our church read that. And I'm just really excited about this year. Um, we, we did what, what we try to do is recognize every Sunday who, was there, who wasn't there, if we can remember by name. I've, I've tried to do my best at remembering everyone's name. It's getting harder and harder and harder because we see lots of new people every week. And, and marketing-wise, you had, you had kind of asked that in, in the questions you sent me. Um, honestly, marketing, we have a Facebook page, we have um, an Instagram page, and we have a website. And that's it. I don't I, and I'm actually not really, I have a Facebook account, but I'm never on there. So I've just, that was a time stealer for me. So I got off of there. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and so we, we, you know, we post things that are going on at the church, but we haven't taken out advertisements or anything like that. We just word of mouth is the best marketing that, uh, that we have. So um, we're just really excited about what God is doing here and excited for 2022. Wow, that's that's really great to hear. I, I hadn't heard the latest. Uh, we've been talking on and off throughout the last, right. you know, year or so, and uh, it's been amazing to hear the growth taking place. But wow, yeah, Christmas was huge. You're right now. You're in a great position uh, financially. Thank you for sharing. You know, a lot of those. I think it really helps people to understand, like people that are listening, yeah. what this you know looks like. And one of the things too, I think that stands out uh, that you said. You didn't say it this way, but what, what I see is just a, a very genuine uh, brand, if you will. Like it, it's very authentic. Um, what you see online and what you see on Facebook or the website or whatever, you know, you might see or encounter outside the walls. 
when you come to it, like that's, that's what you experience. And right. it's very authentic. Um, I'm just curious, do you, so you try to remember names, but is there any other guest follow-up or experience things that you do? Yeah, we make sure when, whenever we get a connect card, we make sure that we call them that yeah. week. So we just call them and ask them if they need anything. Um, one, and going back to this, uh, this past Christmas on the 12th of December, we did something and I know Oprah probably coined this first, but she does the big give or something like that. We called it legacy's big give. So we gave away uh, because we knew that, you know, God had abundantly poured out resource for us. We gave away a full month's budget, like $35,000 on that Sunday to people in need across the congregation. Wow. So we paid off a single mom's car. We bought um, hearing aids for a gentleman who fought in Vietnam and, could hardly hear anything. And so he, he came back this Sunday and was like, pastor, I can hear, I can hear, you know, that sort of thing. So, um, there were several people that had, um, their husbands, two women that had their husbands pass away. So we gave them a chunk of a chunk of money just to, you know, support them and, you know, different things like that and tried to do it in a sensitive way. And from what our, the feedback we've got, it's just been incredible. People were touched. We, there, there was no message that day. It was just, you know, walking around in the congregation, telling people's story and giving, giving them some resource. So it was, it was pretty cool. That sounds like a really powerful service. Is, is that yeah. online where you can see it? Yeah, it's December. Yeah. December 12th. Um, yeah. It's called the big give. So, yeah. Wow. Well, Hey, uh, pastor John, thanks for sharing. I, um, really appreciate it. Like, uh, the, the what you shared was, um, it's basically just being very genuine about, you know, your approach, your vision and what you're doing. Not a whole lot of like tactics, you know, how to run a Facebook ad or anything like that, which is perfect. Right. <laughs> um, well, I don't know necessarily <laughs> how to do that. So, um, yeah. Which is great. That's, that's kind of the point I'm trying to make, I guess, is that uh, you're just being genuine and real and, and listening to the voice of, of God in your services and you're doing what he wants you to do in your congregation and it's really exploding. So it's, it's amazing to hear about. Yeah. Is there, um, if somebody wanted to reach out to you and connect with you, is there a way to, for them to do that? Sure. Um, probably the best way would just be by email is pastor John at our legacy church.com. So, Oh, you are legacy church.com. Yep. Got and it. there is an H in my name. So J O H N pastor oh, John, our legacy yeah, good. church.com. <laughs> Good to know. Well, hey, thanks again for taking some time out and for sharing with us and, and, and the audience of Church Brand Guide. I appreciate it. Thanks, Pastor John. Yeah, no problem. Thank you, Michael. I hope this episode was a great inspiration for you. Maybe you're a church pastor uh, that's stepping into a new season with a fresh vision. Maybe you're coming in from the outside like Pastor John, or maybe you're coming in from the inside. You're just taking over uh, from the previous leader, and you just need to be able to, to step into a fresh vision. Whatever the case might be for you, it's possible, and you can be successful in doing it. You can be successful in leading the church uh, through a process where there's a shift that needs to take place, maybe as big as a name change for the church, or maybe it's uh, just a, a vision shift, and, and a lot of times there's resistance, but if you do it well, you can gain momentum coming out of it. And that's what Pastor John has done. And I hope his story inspires you. 
Uh, that's what Church Brain Guide is all about. I, um, I love to help inspire you and provide resources and tools through Church Brain Guide. This is my passion. I love that I get to help churches and church leaders to, to grow. And ultimately, that's, that's the goal. I want to help you to grow. Because I believe that as you reach more people, that's just going to advance God's kingdom. And it's my way of serving the kingdom of God by, by helping churches and church leaders to step into um, a new season, a new level of, of growth in, in the church. Uh, I'd, uh, again, I'd love to uh, provide you with resources through the podcast. There's uh, almost uh, 80 plus episodes now that, that are out there for, for you to listen to, if that's, that's going to be helpful to you. Uh, the churchbrandguide.com website also has resources. If you got, haven't gotten my checklist, a rebranding checklist, make sure you go to churchbrandguide.com, download that checklist. It's basically a step-by-step guide on like what it takes to rebrand a church and how to walk through uh, that, that checklist. So make sure you get that resource. I would love it if you would uh, rate this podcast episode. It helps us to be heard by more people. So please leave a review or just rate it. And uh, that, I really appreciate it. Um, well, hey, thanks again for listening. I uh, can't wait for the next episode. So I'll see you next time.